This is a podcast from the Business Times. Welcome to Wealth with BT, hosted by Genevieve Kwa. In this episode, what are long-run asset market expectations and the implications for your portfolio? This episode is brought to you by Pictet Wealth Management. Hi there, everyone. I'm Genevieve Kwa, Wealth Editor of the Business Times and host of this podcast, Wealth with BT. Today, we're going to talk about long-run asset market expectations and the implications for your portfolio. Long-run, by the way, refers to a horizon of 10 years or longer. You may well think, well, that's too long. I have enough to deal with. What with so many short-term issues like higher interest rates, inflation, and the slowing economy? But the long run matters in many ways, particularly for your strategic asset allocation. If you pursue a portfolio approach for your investments, similar to what institutions do, your strategic asset allocation is the foundation to help you reach your financial goal, which may be to build retirement savings, or a lasting legacy for your family. The strategic asset allocation is not supposed to shift very much. It shifts at the margins as you get older, for example, and your risk appetite falls. It may also shift as you near retirement and you expect to draw upon your portfolio for income and living expenses when you no longer work. It could also shift if markets move in such a way that you become over-invested in certain assets. If you're building a multi-generational legacy, your asset allocation is likely very different because you may not need to fund your immediate cash flow needs. Today, we have a guest. He is Dong Chen of Pictet Wealth Management. I'll introduce him a little more fully in a minute. Many financial institutions publish a review of long-term capital market expectations every year to put the near-term and cyclical developments into a longer-term framework. This helps to guide clients' thinking and approach to their portfolios. These analyses help you to separate noise from trends that could last many years, and it may well help to keep you from making knee-jerk decisions that you could later regret. Pictet's publication is called Horizon. It's published annually, this year in June. Together with Dong, We're going to unpack this publication and give you some highlights. The big overhanging theme is scarcity. Scarcity of resources like commodities and energy. Scarcity of population, which has huge implications for economic growth. And the third is scarcity of trust, which is reflected in geopolitical tensions. Already, I think you can surmise the implications there. A shortage of resources suggests inflation may stay higher for longer than it has ever been in the past couple of decades. Scarcity of population has so many potential impacts on economies and companies. Cost of labor is likely to go up when there are fewer people for jobs. And again, there is a flow through there to inflation. In Asia, aging is a megatrend. We're very familiar with that in Singapore but the reversal of China's demographics was pretty stunning. China's population shrank in 2022, and now India is expected to take over China as the world's most populous nation this year. 
As for geopolitical tensions, these are likely to shape and influence business too. There is one aspect that the Horizon publication points out where there is no scarcity. That's debt. Government debt is the highest it has ever been, and actually it's unsustainable. According to S&P Global Research, global debt hit a record of 300 trillion US dollars by 2022, or a leverage factor of 348% of GDP. This means the average debt per person is 37,500 US dollars against just $12,000 in GDP per capita. If you view that against higher servicing costs, as interest rates have risen, this has massive implications because the world cannot go on this way. There are some trade-offs, according to the SNP. More cautious lending is one. Overspending has to come down. Businesses have to restructure and debt likely has to be written down. You may wonder, well, those expectations are for a long period of 10 years. How accurate would they be? Does anyone keep track of the forecasts? Horizon's 2023 edition is the 11th in the series, and Pictay can now look back over the past 10 years to see if it has read trends correctly and what might have been off the mark. In 2013, the market backdrop was very different the euro area was coming out of a sovereign debt crisis. So what went right? Overall, the forecasts for fixed income, U.S. investment-grade bonds, German bonds, 10-year U.S. treasuries were very close to the mark. Interestingly, the forecast for private equity was also very close, something Pictet says may have been beginner's luck. But for some assets, Horizon was off-base. U.S. equities did much better than projected, and real estate too. Returns from Asian equities came in below expectation. Horizon projected 9% in annual return, and the actual return was 6.4%. Now let me introduce our guest. He's Dong Chen, head of Asia Macroeconomic Research for Pictet Wealth Management. Dong researches the macroeconomic outlook and economic policies of the Asia-Pacific, including Japan. He works closely with the bank's investment committee to help form asset allocation strategies. Thank you for joining us, Dong. Thank you. So, Pictet recently published its Horizon Report, which presents a 10-year view of expected asset class returns. If you were to distill the report's latest message or overarching theme, what would this be? Well, the overarching theme of this year's report is scarcity. So what we mean is that the world has moved from a state of abundance to a state of scarcity, which can be seen in many different forms. The most obvious scarcity concerns energy resources and commodities, especially following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Although European countries have shown an impressive ability to quickly adapt to this new reality of cutting energy supplies from Russia, it remains to be seen if they can repeat the same kind of feat this year round because this year's winter may not be as mild as last year. Uh, in the commodity space, we're also seeing countries scrambling to secure supply of some critical metals to produce semiconductors due to rising geopolitical tensions as well. And scarcity is seen in the labor market, 
job openings has been outstripping applicants in U.S. since the post-pandemic recovery. And also in Europe, we're seeing similar things as well. So tightened labor market is a widely observed phenomenon in many countries. And last but not least, there is also the scarcity of trust, which is evident in growing political polarization in countries like the United States, and also in the increasing tensions between Western countries and China. This particular kind of scarcity has had the effect of undermining multilateral relations that had been painfully developed over the past several decades. On hindsight, 2022 was an inflection point in a few ways. How are some major themes already making themselves felt in markets, and how can you take advantage of them? More to come. And now back to wealth with BT, brought to you by Pictet Wealth Management. We've just been speaking to Dong Chen from Pictet. Earlier, you talked about the overarching themes. What then are Pictet's major forecasts or expectations of asset class returns, and what trends drive these expectations, Dong? This kind of scarcity probably to One direct consequence is that inflation is back, right? And this has led many global central banks to tighten their monetary policies by hiking interest rates. And as a result, we think that interest rate will likely stay higher for much longer. And this will have very profound implications to asset returns. One example is that after years of negative interest rates, the return on cash deposit has become positive again. And more interestingly, the real rates, after taking into account inflation, and for cash and cash-like instrument, actually is also turning positive. So cash could therefore once again be considered a asset class in its own right, rather than just a place to park the money before finding attractive investment opportunities. And another related issue is that we believe the steep increase in bond yields. Since 2022, actually represent a regime shift for fixed income, and this kind of trend probably will not reverse anytime soon. As a result, we will forecast long-term government bonds in most developed markets will likely continue to offer handsome positive yields. In terms of stocks, we expect global equities to generate an annual return in the next 10 years that is slightly higher. Than what we had expected previously, because of the lower valuation after last year's correction. However, at the same time, we also recognize that higher interest rate and rising wages could weigh on corporate margins going forward and their profitability by extension. So our forecast actually take into account the possibility of a decline in margins for most DM equities over the coming ten years. With the impact said to be more meaningful in the U.S. than in Europe. So, what do you see as the major themes that investors should be mindful of? We think the first theme is that scarcity of natural resources and labor will weigh on global growth potential. Increasing competition for natural resources and dropping working age population across most major economies will be a major issue in the coming decade. 
And the second is that higher inflation is a new normal now. While the post-COVID surge in prices is being unwound at this point, we believe inflation will likely remain structurally higher than before the pandemic because of multiple factors such as demographic changes, the cost of energy transition, volatile raw material prices, and deglobalization. That said, we also recognize that higher productivity could boost potential growth and mitigate inflation in the years to come. For example, recent developments in artificial intelligence and the transformation of work-from-home industries have raised some hope of fresh boom in productivity. But that really depends crucially on governments and private enterprises' strategic investment in relevant sectors, whereas artificial intelligence could be an important driver. And another major thing is that the global economy will likely change from the so-called monetary dominance to geopolitical dominance. What we mean is that after years of aggressive policy experiments, the significance of central banks to the global economy will likely be dwarfed by increasing fraught geopolitical environment globally, marked by decoupling, friendshoring, and strategic rivalry. And the latter's impact on the global economy could become much more obvious going forward. So here's the big question. After hearing all those themes, what are the implications for portfolios? Or rather, how should investors act on those themes? From a portfolio construction perspective, we see at least the following implications. Number one, the traditional 60-40 portfolio is back. A 60-40 allocation usually involves splitting the investment portfolio between 60% stocks and 40% bonds. Our forecasts show that bond yield will remain higher than in the past, and this suggests bonds will once again be a viable source of positive real income and a potential buffer against downside risk in equities. And another one is that higher interest rate also means central banks will have more room to cut their interest rate in the event of recession or a financial crisis. And equities are looking more attractive compared with last year due to the fall in valuations as well. So the combination of these factors means that markets could potentially offer better long-term returns over the next decade than we forecast last year. The second is that the endowment-style investing retains its potential. The so-called endowment-style investing is characterized by a focus on the pursuit of superior long-term returns and ability to tolerate significant short-term volatility. And this involves significant investment in alternative assets at the expense of more liquid instruments like stocks and bonds. We also expect the endowment approach will continue to generate solid returns in the years ahead in a climate marked by higher interest rate and more volatile inflation than before. Thank you, Dong for joining us and sharing your perspective. Thank you very much. When we're in the midst of market volatility and what seems to be major turning points, it can be hard to separate genuine trends from market noise. I hope this episode has helped you to see market developments within a longer-term framework. Until the next episode, thank you for listening. This episode of Wealth with BT was brought to you by Pictet Wealth Management. This is a podcast by The Business Times. 
Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.